I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. And with me today is not Brandon Olson, who is sick. Um, or, you know, just we refuse to record together now, so we take any chance to not do that. And um, replacing him today is Mike Spencer, WNS on Twitter. Mike Hernition. Which one do you want to go by? Which one are we referencing? What do we say? Um, so I kind of go... Uh, either or, because uh, I know a lot of people can't pronounce Hernition, especially when reading it. Hernourish. Um, exactly, because there's no vowels in it. Mm. So, uh, I kind of go back and forth, and I go by Mike Spencer on Twitter just because it's a lot easier to type in a handle, so people can find me easier. Um, I, again, kind of go either or, so not going to take offense either way. But, uh, yeah, long time uh, no see. Yeah, uh, I haven't been on since July, so yeah, I know you missed me, Dylan. I know you missed me. Yeah, we never talk about you on this podcast. No, no. And I <laughs> never, ever send in questions. Never. Um, so it's crazy to even remember we exist. Yeah, July 4th was the last time, which is uh, crazy to even think that we've been making it that long. I know, man. I was still, uh, man... That was. It's been forty one. Forty one episodes of this have gone by. Since I was working at a here. different job back then too. Yeah, um, I had an extra job. Fun fact Jeez. about the uh, the Thor episode, which happened like a month before your episode, uh, I filmed that in the break room of the gym. <laughs> um, I back when I used to do YouTube, uh, there is a video that is up on my channel, I believe, still. Uh, where I filmed it from the parking lot, sitting down <laughs> on the actual curb, and did like a 2018 quarterback preview in July, sitting down on the curb of the parking lot. Um, I think for the Matt Miller one, uh, the, whenever Matt Miller was on, I had to talk to him, but I was also busy that day. So um, I'm sitting in the parking lot of a pizza place with my headset in my car, <laughs> and my friends were sitting outside of my car pointing and laughing at me the entire time. Amazing. Um, the things we do. Like, listen, I, what am I going to do, skip Matt Miller? No. No. I just realized I censored myself because I can't remember if I can curse or not. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Brandon does it every five seconds, and it's okay, the most annoying thing. Yeah, well, I mean, we got we got we got a lot of flack for for some of our language in the one where where Devin and I literally I think we broke the censor. Like we, cut, <laughs> I, I I I was listening to it in the car, and my mom was, and she goes, "You really have to tone that down. Like you swear a lot, but this is excessive." <laughs> And my mom swears more than I do, so. <laughs> That's insane. No, I haven't gotten, you know, I typically don't on here. Um, I just Because you're just, just a soft-spoken southern gentleman. Yes, I have, I have <laughs> manners. Um, unlike some people that live in New York that will be unnamed. Or Toronto. Uh, or Toronto. Or, Diet New York. Yeah, um, especially in New York, uh. If they have ponytails, they get real aggressive. <laughs> shall we? Uh, 
Shall we hop into this? Maybe. It's kind of late. <laughs> um, and very last minute. I mean, not last minute at all. Um, so I don't know um, if you saw, but Mark D'Antonio said that he's uh, staying at MSU another year. I know you're a Big Ten guy. So this is a Big Ten-filled episode. Um, so I actually hadn't uh, because, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, the Big Shots podcast, which comes out on Wednesdays, is filmed on Mondays. Um, so this hadn't come out yet, uh, but, I mean, this is a, a coach that was getting, you know, droves of Spartans fans tweeting at the athletic director to fire him. Like, this, the fan base wants him gone. Now, did this come from D'Antonio, or did this come from the AD? I think it came from D'Antonio. Well, it's good to want things, Mark. Like, <laughs> if you finish 4-8, and eight, which, given their pathetic schedule that they have left of Maryland and, I want to say Rutgers. Yeah, they have Rutgers this week and Maryland the week after. You should go 6-6. Six and six. If you lose one of those games, if they lose to Rutgers this week, as Devin said on the podcast, he's not even going to be employed long enough to go and shake the hand of the opposing coach. <laughs> like, he'd be fired that quick. He'd be fired before the clock hits triple zeros. This team sucks. Since they made the conference, uh, sorry, the, uh, the college football playoffs in the inaugural year, they have barely had a winning record, period, and they've had a losing record in the conference. His message has grown stale, he's a bad coach, he makes no adjustments, and he insists on banging his head against the wall by putting in poor man Shea Patterson in, in Brian Lewerke, who threw, three, who threw two of the worst interceptions I've seen all year this year. He overthrew a dump-off pass, which ended up in a frozen duck, just <laughs> just floating into Levert Hill's hands. Was it, worse, was it worse than the Jacob Eason triple coverage on a wheel route interception? I believe I, believe I tweeted it out with the, uh, the what you say meme, uh, because of course I did, because he just, he sucks. He, <laughs> remember when people thought... Brian Lewerke was a potential like first round pick last not like not summer of 2019 summer of 2018 this was a thing and I am now all about laughing at that yeah they uh that I'd never thought <laughs> I never but, thought that but as for D'Antonio again it's it's good to want things you want to stay he basically at- he basically just said I have decided that I will not be fired this year so <laughs> well I mean that's great Mark I'm glad that you got your your the most wins in, in franchise not franchising in program history and that you want to stay. I want to run down the beach naked into my own arms, but that's impossible. Do you impossible. want to do that? <laughs> I don't I mean, want to do that. It, <laughs> it's about as likely as D'Antonio actually not being Are on there the hot seat. Beaches in Canada? Yes. Yes. We're not we're not Alaska, okay? I'm like uh, well, I, I, I hope you're not Alaska. Are there, is Alaska known for its mini beaches? Yeah, yeah, there aren't a lot, but there aren't a lot. In, I'd in, say in Miami the, in, the, in the Toronto area, but like they exist. They're just cold. 
Um, minus four outside as we're talking. Yeah, it's pretty cold down in Louisiana too. Uh, oh, oh, it's like even in Celsius, it's it's not cold. Like you're probably it, sitting at like ten degrees Celsius, which I know our American listeners are going, "What the hell is Celsius?" Um, it is forty-eight degrees Fahrenheit. But okay, so you'd be like six or seven degrees. But 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 it feels like forty-eight degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my gosh. And also, uh, did you see the news about Mark Walton? Yeah, he got arrested trouble? again because of course he did. He's 22 um, and also all, almost, He's younger than me. Yeah, and Jesus. getting in all sorts of trouble. Turns out you probably shouldn't be a bad dude, Mark, cuz now no, you don't he, have a job. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was cut by the Bengals. When the Bengals cut you for legal issues, there's an issue. Because the Bengals employed at one point Vontez Burfick, Pac-Man Jones, um, uh, who, there was another idiot they had that kept getting in trouble with the law, and I can't remember who it was. You get my point. Like, it's, throughout history, it's been the Bengals and Cowboys in terms of if you have... Uh, arrests you just sign with these teams and they cut him so i don't know what the dolphins were expecting but i mean i liked mark walton coming out of uh of college but i mean dude dude's just an idiot like yeah um so that's it for the news unless there's anything you can think of um not really. I mean, Shea Patterson said something stupid in at Media Day on Monday. Uh, he completely just disregarded Indiana's mere existence because he just wanted to talk about the Ohio State game in two weeks instead. Oh, yeah, he did say that. That was really stupid. Another yeah, lose. I'm sorry, Shea Patterson. You need to have more than one career good game before you can skip opponents. Um. Yeah, um, a lot of rat, they're giving a lot of rat poison to uh, to Indiana. Now it's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, Devin and I went went uh, very in depth on this on the podcast. So uh, I don't know. One of us is a believer. One of us is a hater. Uh, let's 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 listen and see which exactly. one it is. Um, so the first pick'em game is going to be the Cowboys at the Patriots. Spread in New England minus six. Brandon has picked Dallas to cover. What do you think, Mike? I'm going to pick New England. Um, I th- Well, I think New England's going to win. Uh, I think Dallas will cover, though. Um, so which one is it? Are you going to pick? Are you going to pick? I'll pick Dallas to cover, but right. I think New England wins uh, because of their defense. Uh, Brady has not been normal Brady this year. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but, I mean, this Dallas team is good. They're just not, like, I mean, the NFC just sucks, so they're probably going to make the playoffs this year. But I don't really have any faith in them, but I never have faith in, in the Cowboys because, well, as an Eagles fan, I love seeing the Cowboys fail. And I love them seeing, I love seeing them attach their future to and Ezekiel Elliott that really just hasn't produced much. And um, but I am glad that Dak Prescott has shed his his uh, his skin as a glorified fullback and become a legitimate NFL quarterback. 
Well, that's really going to be tested uh, this week against. Yeah, a he has very to face an defense. actual defense. So, um, and New England has to face another actual offense, which we saw what happened last time they did that. But I don't think that this Cowboys team is anywhere near the level of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so I am going to go with New England to break to to run the brakes off of Dallas. Oh, um, actually. I also hate the Cowboys a lot. So I think everyone hates the Cowboys. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think you're either a Cowboys fan, and I know way too many of those, or I'm you sorry. absolutely despise the Cowboys. Also, 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 fuck Skip Bayless. So <laughs> I mean, that's very. I'm bad. so tired. Come on, of Skip. I am so tired of seeing Skip Bayless in his. Like so obviously staged outrage in his house in front of his microwave, throwing out a you know a, a Cowboys jersey. Also, I can never unsee wrinkly ass seventy something year old Skip Bayless going, "What it do, baby?" And it it <laughs> makes my skin crawl. I hate Skip Bayless. I'm so glad I don't get Fox Sports up in Canada, so I don't have to see him. <laughs> um, the next game we have <laughs> is the Seahawks and. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the spread of Philadelphia, minus one and a half. Brandon picks Seattle. I'm also picking Seattle. But I I'm have an Eagles fan, and I'm picking Seattle. Oh, you're picking Seattle. Let's go. If Nelson Aguilar is still on the Eagles roster, then I'm picking Seattle. Like, <laughs> I think you could catch some of these passes better than Nelson Aguilar. He doesn't put any effort into actually trying to catch these balls. Um... I don't know what game it was specifically, but if he literally extended his hands, he would have had a catch, but he could not be bothered to do so. <laughs> Which, I mean, the absolute balls of a man that's making like $8 million to just literally not extend his arms and move like the three muscles it takes to do so. Uh, it takes three balls to do that, and that's more balls than Nelson Aguilar has caught this year. Um, get him the hell off of my team, uh, and until he, and uh, until he stops being the second best wide receiver on the roster, I have no faith in this Eagles team. Yeah, at all. Um, also, the secondary is atrocious, and they're going up against Russell Wilson. So yeah, so like Seattle's gonna stomp a you know a, a mud hole in the Eagles. Oh, so. Now that you said that, as things work on this podcast, the Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to win. So you did a good job of getting a victory for your team. Reverse jinx, everybody! (laughs) Uh, It works on here. Uh, Packers at the 49ers. It's our last NFL game, and it is the Sunday night football game. The spread is going to be San Francisco minus three. This one's tough because uh, the Packers have played really well this year, uh, with the exception of the Eagles game, which is mind-boggling when you look at it now that they lost that game. Mm. Uh, but granted, Thursday night football, so it doesn't really count. Um, the Niners have played exceptional, and I know that they almost lost to the Cardinals, but when you think about it, they still did win by 10. I don't care that they were trailing with like less than a minute left. They won by 10. Um... And it's a home game for the Niners. I'm I'm gonna pick the Niners in this one. Okay. Um Brandon also picked the Niners and I 
feeling I don't know I'm feeling like an opposite an opposite person opposite person that's not a saying but I'm feeling like an opposite person I'm gonna make it a saying I'm feeling like an opposite person today feeling like an opposite person just like uh, speaking to special people good call back to the original appearance oh my god never gonna uh, let you live that one down never gonna let you live that one down I'm gonna go with Green Bay sorry Matt Barr if you're listening to this I apologize he just unfollowed all of us after that that's right? that's fine um <laughs> moving on to college football um the first game is not gonna be one that's worth talking about but it's only worth talking about <laughs> because it's record-breaking Arkansas at number one LSU LSU is favored by 44 a whopping 44 points um and it is the highest spread in a uh, in SEC history. Keep in mind, there are games where Alabama has faced the Colgate and Citadel. I'm no, this is this is the highest the, for SEC between SEC teams. Oh, oh, okay, got you, got you. I was gonna say, I'm like that, yeah, yeah. and like there have been some terrible SEC teams, like Kentucky for a while, and Vanderbilt for most of their existence. Yeah, uh, Arkansas is did they play at last week after firing chad morris yes also alabama was favored by um 37 against southern mississippi um, <laughs> um to give you an idea and by uh let's see by okay yeah 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 37 what's it like georgia state favor you know like underdogs by like 38 against lsu and it was like georgia state or georgia southern or one of those teams that like yeah. lsu molly in the very beginning yeah uh, yeah um yeah i said earlier this year on this very podcast i uh let's see, what was it now now i'm looking and now i'm interested in the, remember the good old days where you were where you LSU would never be favored by 44, but you also what? never thought they'd score 44. Yeah, I was going to say, they're never favored by 44 because <laughs> you couldn't... Yeah, Georgia Southern was favored by... was underdogs by 27. <laughs> uh, so Arkansas doubled on... nearly doubled up Georgia Southern. Because um, um, Arkansas, Arkansas sucks. Yeah, you gave them uh, the great nickname of Rutgers South, which Rutgers is... Rutgers South. Um, uh, is Jeff Brom coaching this team yet? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take that as a no because he's still at Purdue. Um, yeah, unless like they get a serious coach in there, and Chad Morris have never gotten that job. I've gone in on Chad Morris in several articles this year. Bring back, bring back Brett Bielema. Funny enough, I was actually about to put Chad Morris as the number one hot seat candidate for my last uh, article like a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and he got fired the day I was writing it. So. It retconned everything. Uh, long-winded way of saying, give me LSU by all of the points. You can double this and make the spread 88 points, and I would still take LSU. Um, the only thing that I would pick of... Rutgers to beat Arkansas at this point. I'm oh not even kidding God. you. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing that is keeping me thinking about f- keeping it from it is that this defense is not the same LSU defense, but... This offense is not the same LSU offense. This, this offense is not the same LSU, LSU I, offense. LSU is going to score 80 points. <laughs> They're going to score 80. So, like, again, you can give up 30 points and still be fine. 
Um, this is gonna be insane. Like it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a blowout. Uh, <laughs> like just like of epic proportions, and I'm gonna love it. Um, yeah, because I don't like Arkansas. Because this is one of those rivalries where LSU just has been dominating it. I've never really even considered Arkansas a rival of LSU. So, um, well, it, there's a trophy and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, fun fact: LSU As and you Arkansas. As can tell, I am, I am in no way from the south. So. Yes, uh, LSU and <laughs> Arkansas is an actual rivalry. They've been playing uh, every year since I think like not every year, but the first time they played was 1901. Oh wow, they they goes way back. Yeah, they which is weird because I I always think of the Southwest Conference, which Arkansas was a part of, and LSU wasn't. Yeah, they uh, it's they have the 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 boot trophy, which is just a but it's the battle for the golden boot is what it is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. They've played I think sixty four times, and LSU, um, has won forty of them. So shocker with two ties with two ties actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the early days of college football where it made no sense. But LSU lost in 2016. Uh, 2015, I think, which is the most recent one. Yeah, I think Alex Collins was on that team, so that might make a little bit of sense. But and yeah, I that believe was, uh, Zach Mettenberger was the quarterback. So we've come a long way in three <laughs> years from Zach Mettenberger, Brandon Harris. Yes, I remember Brandon Harris to Why? Joe to, to, to Flo Joe Burrow. The year before that, Arkansas beat number twenty LSU seventeen to nothing. God, that must have been a just dreadful game to watch. Yeah, that must have been Michigan versus Iowa levels of bad from this year. That game aged me five years. I came out of it a grumpier old man. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is. But to, to put in per, to perspective, uh, in twenty sixteen. Uh, LSU 2016 to 2017 combined LSU won by six, by 71 to 10 oh, tw- 71 to 20 actually and I think that could be a, a very like very accurate today. score for this for this al- game alone so let's stop talking about this Michael Divinity is back on the team hey. so we can rejoice LSU has their best uh, their best edge rusher again Did he have divine it, divine it, I, I screwed up the pod Div- I'm just gonna stop um, I'm just going to stop. I screwed up the pun because I couldn't say it properly. <laughs> Moving on. Texas at number 14, Baylor. The spread, Baylor, minus five and a half. Brandon, of course, picks Baylor. Um, Mike, what do you think? I grew up a Texas fan because the first college football game I can remember watching was the Rose Bowl. Uh, Texas isn't back. They still suck. Uh, they're a good... They're they're like the Bruno Caboclo of... Uh, <laughs> Of the Big Twelve, <laughs> just make a Bruno. <laughs> Bruno Caboclo was drafted by my Toronto Raptors in God knows which draft because I can't remember. I think it might have been 2014. And the premise mm. of it was that in two years he, you know, he was going to be the next Kevin Durant, and people actually thought that. And after two years, he was diagnosed as still being two years away from being two years away. After four years, he's still four years away. The dude is terrible. This is a long-winded way of me saying Texas is not back. They are like a good four or five years from being back. Give me Baylor. Bruno Caboclo, Big 12. (laughs) Bruno Caboclo, Big 12. That's going to be the new podcast logo. (laughs) Just like Rutgers South, they're Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big 12. 
Uh, one thing I've noticed about Texas is that they suck whenever they're supposed to. Whenever they're not supposed to. But whenever they're supposed to suck, they don't suck. Yeah, because they, they upset uh, Kansas State when they were the uh, underdog, right? Yeah. And then they lose um, to Iowa State because, of and course, then they do. They win. They beat Kansas by two. Um, so they're just. I all watched over the, the end of that game, and I'm like, no, they're not going to lose to Kansas. Please don't lose to Kansas. I will legitimately never wear orange again or white, even because screw it. Like you almost ruined colors for me. Um, but I will say, I do think that Baylor's going to win this one, but I think it's going to be by less than five and a half. So I'm going to pick Texas because Texas is either going to win or cover one of the two. Because oh, I mean, if Baylor has their to. way, they may get up 28-3, to three, and we all saw how that worked last week. So, if Honestly, if Baylor has their way, they might not score five points. It's going to be a 3 to nothing <laughs> victory. Um, <laughs> and Nebraska, okay, so when I was picking this game, I was, like, looking, and I was like, I don't know. It's what not a good week nationally other than, like, two games. Made. There's only one game between ranked opponents. I was looking at this one, and I was like, what is the worst possible game that I could pick for this? And it was a Big Ten game. Nebraska at Maryland (laughs) spread Nebraska minus four. Shocker, this isn't even the worst Big Ten game this week. What do you you think's worse? Uh, Hang on. Let me pull up. Is it Michigan State Rutgers? Yes. Yes. (laughs) The number 11 team in my power rankings versus the number 12 team in my power rankings. And all I put in the rundown for the preview of the big shots was just dot 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 why like just <laughs> I just I didn't want to talk about Rutgers <laughs> and, and, and thankfully thankfully I didn't have to talk about Northwestern either so well you just brought them up <laughs> yeah and that's where that conversation is ending because fuck Northwestern oh man you're not a big uh, uh, Adrian Smith guy. Aiden Smith, I mean? Aiden Smith. Whatever, whatever. it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter what your name is. It, you're right, it doesn't matter what his name is because it took him about eight games to cross a thousand yards passing. That is pathetic. They're not a triple option team. They just suck. He's not um, He's not past a thousand yards. Has he not passed a thousand yet? He's at 760 with three Jeez touchdowns Christ. and nine <laughs> interceptions. <laughs> Well, you wondered what happened to Where Art Thou? He uh, he consumed the soul of everyone of, else in the Big Ten, <laughs> besides Justin Fields and Tanner pretty Morgan. much, pretty much. The, and, and you know what? Tanner Morgan ain't that great either because he only completes like a fifty-five percent completion percentage. Anyways, back on Nebraska versus Maryland. Yes, this game is going to suck. This is going to be a very high-scoring game because neither of these teams can play defense, as evidenced by the fact that Maryland gave up 73 points to Ohio State. Devin and I undersold how much of an ass-whooping that was going to be because I believe I said 63-6, to and I still didn't give them enough points. Um, (laughs) So, what's the spread? Four points? This one's going to probably smash whatever the, the Vegas over is set at. I'm going to tell you the, the over. The over is at 63. Yeah, they're going to combined put up probably close to 80 or 90 because neither of these teams can play defense. The problem is that Maryland also can't play offense. So, <laughs> so give me Nebraska. Um, I think this is the first time anyone's ever said that this year. Um, here, here's why. 
let me let me look up the official numbers because it's obviously changed in the last couple of weeks. But we're all going Nebraska, by the way. Me, Brandon. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, Maryland scored 142 points in in the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Would you like to venture a guess at how much they've scored on the season? 143. <laughs> uh, 280. So in two weeks, they put up still more than half the points that they've scored this year. In fact, they've put up more points in those first two games than they've scored in conference total in seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, uh, you know, Maryland. And they've given up more points than Rutgers. So. Yeah. I'm going to smash Nebraska. Um, number 13, Michigan at Indiana. Spread Michigan minus 10. Brandon picks Indiana. Mike, what are you picking? Well, for one, uh, as I mentioned on the podcast, Jim Harbaugh and his <coughs> potato quote. Did you hear his potato quote? I did not. Uh, he went on about how, like, you know, the, about the improvement of Michigan from the Wisconsin game until now and about how you can't plant potatoes and expect to have potato salad that same day, which is bogus because you can just go to Piggly Wiggly's and pick up a potato salad. <laughs> I dropped a Piggly Wiggly's reference in this podcast, too. I'm not. <laughs> um, Piggly Wiggly. Uh, my mom wouldn't let me go into the Piggly Wiggly that we have. <laughs> like, ten minutes from my house. She's like, oh. Um, <laughs> she was scared for my life to go into that store. Uh, well, I'm scared watching this Michigan offense because for most of the year they've been terrible, but then they established the run. But last week against Michigan State, they couldn't establish the run, which meant that Shea Patterson had to throw for nearly 400 yards. Now, I'm no mathematician, but when your career best is 276 uh, going into that game, you're probably not going to be in that 380 range. Indiana has not a great defense, but I think that you key in on the run game and you know Shea Patterson's not going to do that. Uh, add in the fact that they're going to be pissed off because he kind of forgot they existed. Uh, I'm taking Indiana not just to cover. I'm picking them in the upset. All righty. Just because I also want to make sure that next week's Ohio State versus Michigan game is yet another game where Harbaugh can just say, well, uh, we tried. Um, <laughs> I don't like Harbaugh. I don't like Michigan. Uh. <laughs> just to let you know, I just looked it up. The, the LSU is favored by 44 points with an over-under of 70. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting up 70 on their own. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think I think Indiana's going to take this one. Uh, they are a very slept-on team. Even without Michael Penix, uh, Peyton Ramsey has come in and just been dealing. Yeah. Um, Indiana, and there's no one that can cover on Michigan's defense, really. They don't have a great secondary. This game, no matter who wins, this game's going to be closer than 10 points. Yeah, Indiana, Indiana. Always, Indiana always has fun games. They're the most fun team to watch in the conference this year, other than Ohio State for obvious reasons. Um, number six, Oregon at Arizona State. Oregon minus 15. This is a kind of big game for them. Um, because this will be their, I think, 
They pl- probably play someone completely awful next week. And... It'll be Oregon State. It's right. Oh, yeah, duh. It's I'm a civil dumb. war. Um, so this is going to be their biggest game remaining, <laughs> remaining of the year because Oregon State's not going to beat them as much as I'd love to see that happen. Honestly. Oh, the absolute scenes. Um, so they're going to need to show up. And Arizona State has... Uh, Arizona State would like to win this one and go ahead and get their bowl eligibility over with. Um, They're at home, so it's going to be a game in uh, in the Sun Devils Stadium in Tempe. I was going to say, I'm like, Um, you're stalling because you can't remember where Arizona State is. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly why. I was like, like, in... Where is ASU? Um, Tempe, because I don't, you know, I don't pay attention to Arizona. Um, you only cover the Big Twelve. Yeah, I only cover the Big Twelve, so they're, I, I can't pay attention to Pac Twelve. Pac Twelve. Oh my God, mind. you messed me up. Uh, <laughs> Your conference. <laughs> I cover the Big Ten, which has fourteen teams. So, I uh, get. Yeah, well, you know, I cover the Pac Twelve, which has three 12. good teams. You know, I, I, I have precisely. Two good teams, and I'm still not sure what Minnesota is at this point, and we're in week 12. Um, so, huh, I, let's see, I want to pick Arizona to, to at least cover, but I mean, this is a team that's, they gave up 35 to Oregon State, 31 to Arizona, 42 to UCLA, 21 to Utah, they're gonna get the, uh, the absolute, uh, you know, I you know I I hate that I can't say anything. I can't speak tonight. Um, I guess I what you can say is I probably won't be an opposite opinion person. Uh, and I'm gonna go with Oregon to cover. So, admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Arizona State. My only exposure to them was the Snorefest against uh, Michigan State earlier this year. Uh, possibly one of the more boring games I've had to watch this year, and I have to cover the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> 10 to 7, was it? Uh, something like that, and all I remember is thinking, there's not enough alcohol in this house, and um, why can't I take a nap? Uh, but as soon as you said they gave up 42 points to UCLA, I know that there's a problem because UCLA is coached by Chip Kelly, and he couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. So I'm going to take Oregon. Uh, yeah, uh, you, this is a UCLA team that scored three points against Utah. <laughs> well, I mean, Utah is a good, def- is a good defense, but... Uh, but still. still. They did score 67 against Washington State. Washington State is not a good defense. So. <laughs> it's not a good... You know... These are these are factual statements are, coming out of your mouth. These are factual statements. Chip Kelly still looks like an overgrown Keebler elf. Um, um, but as for Herm Edwards, uh, you play to win the game, and in this case, you ain't gonna win this game, bro. You're yeah. gonna get stomped. Give me Oregon. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone on Arizona State other than Brandon Ayuk and Chase Lucas? Yes. There's Jaden Daniels and oh, and Eno Eno Benjamin. Benjamin. As soon as I said that, I forgot about Eno Benjamin, who's actually, I believe, the highest ranked out of all three of those, and that he is on my big board just in general. Yeah, um, Jaden Daniels is a true freshman quarterback who I am in love with. Basically, um, 
He's had a great year uh, in uh, in Tempe. I remembered at that time. Okay, uh, what has Chase Lucas done? Because I thought he he had like Byron Murphy potential, but I have not heard his name once at all this year. Um, there's a reason he just hasn't, you know, looked up to up to snuff, up to up to what we wanted, basically coming out of this year. Okay, he uh, he has. He did. He, I think he has one interception this year. Okay. Um. Yeah, he hasn't really done much. He has one. Yeah, he has one interception and two passes defended. This year. Um, okay, so they're they're either just not testing him, or he's just really not playing well. Yeah. Or a combination of both. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um. I don't think that uh, Justin Herbert is going to be. Uh. How can I have a problem throwing to Chase Lucas? No, the 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 new QB two in the draft. I have I'm not touching on the Tua stuff. I, I've taken him off my my board just because I'm not gonna try to guess how that affects his draft stock until I until I mean, someone the, way the, smarter than me comes out with with, with info. The the ESPN big heads said that he could go in the third round now, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, that. Could I don't think I don't happen. think he escapes the first though. I don't think so either. Uh, but I'm but not. I, uh, I'm not a draft. I'm not. I'm not a GM. So who knows? I, neither am I. Uh, but I do know he's probably coming out because he did take out a. Um, uh, there is an insurance policy on him, so he would have to forfeit that money if he went back. Yeah, I, I, but I've I, just I, kind I of taken him off cause, until I know more. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so last game before our game of the week is going to be the Pittsburgh, uh, Panthers at the Virginia Tech Hokies. So I picked this one for one Oh, the spread is, the spread is Virginia Tech minus four. All right. So I picked this one for one reason, and it was that, uh, back in week eight when I did the second installment of the, uh, hot seat rankings for college football, I had both of these head coaches on there. And they've lost a combined two games since. So, you're welcome, Pitt and Virginia Tech. I saved your seasons. You're welcome, Narduzzi and Fuente. I saved your jobs. Um, yeah, both of these teams are now 7-3. and three. <coughs> yeah. uh, They've really turned it around in the laughably bad ACC. God, um, that conference is so that bad. Co- who is who are our ACC people? Because like we need to mock them for how bad their conference is. Like oh oh, it's been ha- it's been done before on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> we, okay we, good. Yes. Um, boo the ACC. I have said plenty of times how much I hate this conference. Um, they have they have, I believe, two teams ranked in the top twenty-five. The American Athletic Conference has four. Do they have two teams? Um, I believe Virginia Tech is ranked. No, no, I nope. swear one of them was ranked. At least not in the college football playoff rankings. Not in the college football playoff. Um, which is the only one that matters now. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, see, I, I'm going based off of what was released on like Sunday or Monday. Okay. Not yeah. What was released on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, tonight. Well, yeah. we're recording on Tuesday. Just, uh, just. Uh, for there are six in the Big Ten, and I'm still not entirely sure how. And Indiana's close. Um, the SEC has three in the top five. The Pac-12 has um, six, three, seven. If 
yeah, six, seven, and twenty-three in USC, who has remarkably turned around their season. <laughs> How is USC seven and four? Like, um, because they've played. Let's see. I'm gonna read uh, you. Off. Defi- uh, I'm gonna read you. Off. I'm reading you off this. Don't make me have to relive the Cal game because my Bears suck. I may, I'm, I'm gonna make you. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you listen to who they've played so far. <laughs> they lost to Oregon. They beat yep. Fresno State. <laughs> they beat Stanford. They lost to BYU. They lo- They beat Utah. I did forget that is Utah's I forgot one that loss. game happened. The one loss. Um, Utah is now higher ranked than they were when they lost to <laughs> USC. Um, they lost to Washington. They lost to Notre Dame, and then they beat Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, and Cal. So you know a real power. They have some real powerhouse victories. Yeah, they 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 beat Cal. Getting their starting quarterback back from like missing a month and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of you, USC. Uh, anyways, so back to Pittsburgh and VT. God, we it, it's infectious. Anytime you come on this podcast, you just get taken on these massive, Listen, massive tangents. That's why people nothing. love us. <laughs> we go exactly. all top. We don't. We, you know, we don't care. We don't, Listen, this is an ACC game. I promise. I'm sorry for the one ACC fan that's listening. I'm sorry. uh, The only team with, uh, sorry, the only conference with less fans in the ACC is probably the Sun Belt. Um, I couldn't name you five teams in the Sun Belt. I could probably name you maybe half the teams in the ACC. That conference sucks ass. Uh, (laughs) In terms of a prediction, uh, home field advantage is worth about four points, especially in Blacksburg. Blacksburg? Tempe, Arizona, actually. Uh, Okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Blacksburg, Virginia. I always get confused with Blackpool, which is in England. Blacksburg. Uh, Give me VT. I think they win by five. I'm I'm getting VT. If it was any more than four, I wouldn't feel very comfortable. (laughs) Oh, hell no. Because I wouldn't feel comfortable with Is Nathan Peter... Well, uh, actually, no, no. God, no, I Did actually feel Nathan like... Peterman? Yes, <laughs> I was going to make a Nathan Peterman joke in terms of being the starting quarterback at Pitt, and then I realized he's in, like, year oh. four of the NFL. Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then I actually remembered who the Pitt quarterback is, so my joke would have fallen flat anyways, because uh, it's... Uh... Oh God! It's dude. That's, that's worse than my Akram Wadley uh, <laughs> playing for Iowa <laughs> from the uh, slip up that I made earlier this year. Yeah, dude. Nathan Peterman's done so much since leaving Pitt. He's become an internet meme. He's become Nathan Peter meme. Oh man, he had that. Oh man. Remember when he was a thing? Unfortunately. Yeah, um, me too. It just causes me to drink now. But <laughs> um, the. Uh, the, uh, I'm going VT as well, so we can get into our game of the week, which is uh, where we go through position group by position group by position group and give our opinions on which one we think is better for each team. It's Rutgers, Michigan State, right? Yeah, and that's why we haven't talked about it so far this this episode. No, it is number eight Penn State at number two Ohio State. Um. We uh we like we said we go through every game, we we go through every position group and say which one we think is better, why, and then we will go and give uh each give an X factor for each team that is gonna have a huge impact on this game, 
Um, I'll start it off first. I get an easy one in quarterback. Um, A lot of these are going to be easy, to be fair. An easy one in quarterback. I'm going to go Justin Fields is better than Sean Clifford. Real uh, hot take there. Shocker. Um... I, for one, am stunned that you picked that. No, it's it's absolutely Justin Fields. Um, when hell, when we, when you and I last spoke, when I was back on in July, we were talking about Justin Fields as a Heisman candidate. Then he's a Heisman front runner now. The dude's a freak. The fact that he's a red shirt is he a red shirt freshman or is he a sophomore? I can't remember. He's a red shirt freshman. He, he's he's leaving <coughs> next year in the draft. Is is all that I care about. The, yes. the classification does not matter. Uh, he is far better than Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is kind of the a slightly bigger version of like a Trace McSorley. Fills a lot of that same role. Uh, he's a sophomore. He's a red shirt sophomore. No, he's just a sophomore. Regular sophomore, okay, yeah, because he he did like power power offense, power running. He he filled the Tebow role at Georgia, which was just bizarre. He handed the ball off really well. He he did hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift pretty well, and Elijah Holyfield, uh, who somehow found a way to find a slip into this podcast too. But then again, Nathan Peterman did. Speaking uh, of. I'm just going to go on and move on. Speaking of running backs, such as those two that you just mentioned, who do you think has the better running back? And I Not think even in... close. It's Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Penn State found a decent running back for the first time this year, last week against Minnesota. Uh, and it's a freshman named Journey Brown. Um, however, if you look at Ohio State, J.K. Dobbins. Journey Brown is a retro sophomore. Whatever. Whatever. They also have Noah Nova Kane. Just for that, just for that uh, nickname alone, he needs to get his scholarship removed. Um, that, is, that is okay. That is a Holdine Sports given oh, nickname. Okay, I must have missed that. Um, <laughs> it is just just Brandon and I call him oh, Nova okay. Kane. He gets to keep his uh, his scholarship then. Uh, but yeah, like Master Teague is better than both of those running backs, and he's the second string. Uh, J.K. Dobbins continues to make me eat my own words, so yeah, not even close. Ohio State, next. Um, the next one is going to be the pass catchers group, um, and I am going to go with Penn State, um, simply because of K.J. Hamler and Pat Fryermuth. If this was just wide receivers, I'd probably go Ohio State, but with Pat Fryermuth thrown in there, and Nick Bowers, who's okay. He's the second string tight end. I just think Penn State uh, has a better overall group of, of pass catchers. So, right now, uh, Hamler is listed as kind of questionable for uh, this game due to what I believe is a concussion. Um, but... If you split it, I think the Hamler is... KJ Hamler to... is going to be ready for Ohio State. Okay, then never mind. Um, that would mean Penn State. I think that the Ohio State collection is better, but the star talent is better uh, for Penn State. Well, we go through collection. So which one... Who do you think is going to be State. better? You're going Penn State? All right. Penn State. Um... See, a lot of these aren't, aren't even that difficult. Um, no, it's it's. It, th- this is the way the Big Ten's been all year. Yeah, um, offensive line. Um, that's going to be uh, you. You go first for that one. 
Penn State because Ohio State's offensive line has actually been very disappointing this year. Their offensive li- their offensive tackles are underwhelming at best. Uh, mm-hmm. Their interior linemen are good, but the the edges needs help. Penn State they're just kind of more solid across the board. Mm-hmm. Neither of these offensive lines is really overly great. Um, I am actually going to disagree and go with Ohio State. Um, simply because of the, uh, the, the interior, I think is better, is that much better for Ohio state that, uh, I think that they're going to be able to get some, some JK Dobbins, JK Dobbins, uh, running lanes going. Um, and yeah, like, you know, you'd want a bigger, you'd want a better, better tackle situation with, you know, Thire Munford and Brandon Bowen, uh, being your tackles. You'd want better production, um, but I think that they're capable of it, and I think that uh, I think Ohio State has a better line. If you really wanted to know just how well Thire Munford has played this year, his name was misspelt on my board for two and a half months. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He he's made that much of an impact. Um. Let's see. Defensive line and edge. That is going to go me. And seeing as though. Um, Chase Young is still out. No, he's back. Oh, is he back? He's back this week. Oh, Chase Young is back. Um, I must have missed that. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad he's back. Oh yeah. But um, let's see. You have you have the top at Chase Young, who is fantastic. But on this one, we typically, uh, like I said, I typically, uh, I've typically been the one to go like star player. But, hmm, the fact that I think Penn State is a lot more experienced and deeper at on the line makes me want to go with them. Um, you, you know, Shaka Tony, Yetro Grossmatos, um, Robert Windsor. I, they have they have they have a good a good setup on the on the interior. Um. But man, it's hard to go against Chase Young. <laughs> um, it really is. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna go Penn State. I am as well because I mean, it really has been a one man offensive line for Ohio State defensive line. Or, sorry, defensive line. It's one in the morning. Uh, I know you're about to say it's midnight your time. I thought it was it's midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's eleven fifty nine p.m. Yeah, damn Central Time Zone. <laughs> Dibs Central Time Zone bullshit. <laughs> uh, but in terms of um, like the games that they've had to play without him, I mean, one of those games was against Maryland, and I think the defensive front of you, me, Brandon, and Devin could probably beat Maryland's offense. I mean, Devin line. is an athlete. I mean, uh, De- Mike is an athlete. Oh my God, Brandon! I sound like my mother trying to name my my brothers. Um, Brandon is uh, an athlete. So and and Devin did play college football. So oh man, I didn't even know that. Yeah, De- Devin's low key huge. He's like six three and two forty. Like <laughs> compared to Brandon, who's like five ten and like a buck eighty. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, Maryland's <laughs> offensive line sucked, and then they had to face Rutgers, which, again, insert everything I just said about Maryland, 
because they're worse than Rutgers. Um, yeah. Chase Young being back is great, but the collection of talent that Penn State has just kind of beats out in terms of impact. Let's move on to the next one. Linebackers, uh, who are you going to give it to? Uh, Ohio State. Again, kind of like um, with the edge position, the best player at the position uh, is, in this case, Micah Parsons, the sophomore linebacker uh, for Penn State. But the collection that, in a 4-3 defense, the Buckeyes have four linebackers that they can throw at you. Uh, in Malik Harrison, Tuff Borland, which is an Pete, all-time name. Pete Werner. Pete Werner and Baron Browning. Those are some like amazing linebacker names, right? There's the that's probably the the best group of linebacker names. Yeah, and they're all good too. You well, even I mean, go down even further. You have Kayvon Pope, Dallas oh Gant. Well, I mean, these are probably guys for 2021 and 2022. Yes, but still, I'm just no, I'm just no, going just, down their just names. Because, no, just because Ohio State, it's like, oh, we, we lost one first-rounder at a position. Here's three more. Yeah. Um, Man, Ohio State's defense has some great names. Zach Harrison, Javante Jean-Baptiste. Oh, I know. D- uh, Davin Hamilton. This is great. Oh yeah, they're, they're, Antoine they are... Antoine Jackson is the most football name of all time. I'm gonna no Master Teague the third is, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a great a great a great group of names. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> names. I'll give Ohio State the advantage. Uh, um, who are you picking I, for the actual for linebackers? I'm gonna go with uh, with Ohio State as well. Because um, Michael Parsons is, I think, the best player on that team, on that defense. Um, uh, I think personally, um, and that's no uh, smoke thrown to Yeter Grossmatos or Shaka Tony. I just think Michael Parsons is fantastic. Um, but Ohio State, I think, again, has the better group of players. Definitely. Um. And then for defensive backs, it's another easy one. That's Ohio State. Oh, this is not even. This is not even competitive. I mean, yeah, there you look. You got sing- Jordan Fuller, Jeffrey Okuda, Damon Arnett. You can stop there. Did, Sean Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you put down as Penn State for me in, in the in the oh, spreadsheet. I did. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Say, I'm like, I was gonna say I'm like I I will not let you besmirch me by by put <laughs> by, by by saying that. Penn State's defense is, or secondary is at all good because they're really not. Um, let's go. What's next? Uh, head coach. Who do you think has the better head coach? Uh, again, I don't think this one's close, but you know. I'll I you coined go. the phrase James Franklinitis a couple weeks ago, so I think that's is all it has to. So you're going um, with I'm, Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> yes, after. After the loss to Minnesota, I said that Penn State came down with a case of James Franklin itis. That's a good term. It's um, a great term. So moving on, uh, Penn State X Factor. I'm going to go ahead and, and give the nod to Shaka Tony, who I think um, kind of gets overshadowed in this all in this defense with uh, with Michael Parsons and Yerto Gross Matos. 
Um, I think that he needs to have a great game, and I think he will against, uh, like you mentioned, struggling offensive tackles for Ohio State. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Shaka Tony. Definitely. Uh, my X factor for the game is going to be Robert Windsor. Um, and the reason I have that is one of the keys to trying to stop Ohio State, not that anyone's been able to do so, um, is you have to be able to slow down the running game. Mm-hmm. Or stop Justin Fields from being able to scramble. Or just basically the middle of the field. And Robert Windsor has done such a great job of clogging the middle and freeing up Micah Parsons. And if he's able to do that, Penn State has a chance to stay in this game. Um, yes, I agree. Who do you think, who, who are you going to go with for the Ohio State X Factor? Uh, the Ohio State X Factor? And for these, we typically don't go with the best player um, around. No. Uh, just because uh, just it's too easy. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if I said Chase Young, like, no shit. Uh, I am going to go with Sean Wade, though. That's a good one. Uh, because KJ Hamler uh, can be used in a multitude of different ways. And I think that while Jeff Okuda is the better corner, Sean Wade is more versatile because he's got the size and the speed to really cover on the outside or on the inside. I've compared him to Chris Harris Jr., which I know is high praise. But they're similarly built. He can work outside, work inside, and uh, you're just not catching on Sean Wade this year. Um, You're not catching on Ohio State in general, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be uh, a a game... uh, A a game of the week without me picking an offensive X-Factor. But I might have to do it this week. Um, Hmm. I think... uh, that's interesting. This is an interesting, interesting look. Because I'm trying to think of who I want it to be. Um, I think I'm going to go with with Austin Mack. Ooh. Um, that, kinda, is a, that is a definite sleeper X Factor. Um, I think so, too. Um, but you mentioned a... Um, you, you mentioned how um, the defensive back group of... Uh, of Penn State is kind of kind of lacking um, this year. I don't, you yeah, know, Austin Mack is uh, completely out of left field, but I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, and, and throw him out there because I think he's gonna have a game. <laughs> yeah, uh, he hasn't had a great season up to this point, but uh, with a lacking P- Penn State defense, given the opportunity, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and, and throw him. If he can show up, uh, given uh, a bad def- like not a bad defense, but a bad secondary, um, this is good. we're going to learn a lot about this off- of, about this Ohio State team um, who has not ha- played anybody <laughs> at all. Um, well, no, they have. They have just they? they've mercy killed everyone. Have they played people? Actually, no, no, they haven't because Michigan State's now a dumpster fire, and um, Wisconsin now a dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, they have uh, they have Jonathan Taylor, and that's about it. Um, Wisconsin, I mean they they beat Iowa, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
this is going to be Iowa a, beat a, Minnesota. A, a, this a big is weird, one. weird. <laughs> this is very weird. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm going to go with Austin Mack, who um, yeah, I don't know. He might not do anything at all, but he also might go off. Balls so, to the wall. Nut, it, when just, it's nut cutting time, you're you're definitely there for a good uh. For a good sleeper X Factor, I like it. It's worked. It, it's it's <laughs> worked broke for your me. I brain by saying nut cutting time, didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> did I? Don't I want to be nowhere near nut cutting time? Um, it's the furthest. I want to be as far as humanly possible against nut cutting time. <laughs> but, Dude, uh, your reaction just made that so much better. Right? Yes. Uh, so, moving <laughs> on to the spread. The spread is a very high Ohio State minus 17.5, which, I mean, if you think very high, it's not that high. Um, but uh, if, if you think about how this team has just dismantled everybody, um, Ohio State minus 17.5. Brandon went with Ohio State. What are you doing? Uh, I picked on the Big Shots podcast that this was going to be a closely contested game. I picked uh, Ohio State by 11, so I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. So I'm going to say Penn State covers the spread. Uh, I am also going to say that Penn State is able to keep it close at least. Um, This is going to be a a very fun 11 a.m. game. I just really hope, well, I mean, Devin and I have referred to this as the curse of the noon game. Uh, based off of where we live geographically, the noon games in the Big Ten up until two weeks ago have been utter crap. <laughs> um, we've had to see like Michigan and Iowa put on the most boring game humanly imaginable. We've had to watch uh, Maryland far too many times. Uh, really, we had to watch the Wisconsin-Michigan game. That was a noon game as well. It wasn't until Wisconsin versus Illinois that we got a good game at noon in the conference. Um, yeah, um, let's see. We can move on to the mailbag now. Um, let's see. So, um, Alex and Devin kind of had the same-ish questions. Uh, Devin asked for draft sleepers in the Pac-12 slash Big Ten. Um, and then Alex Katzen, kind of uh, in the same vein, asked us um, who is getting, uh, which players are getting, haven't been getting enough hype in the first round and who have been getting too much hype for the first round. Um... I'm going to so, go with one that I yeah, have said a million a million times, and no one is gonna no one is gonna be shocked by me saying this. And Jalen Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so I just Getting saw what Brandon wrote the fucking in the, in the spreadsheet. Oh God, <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair, fair. Very fair point. Very fair point, Brandon. You're gonna know what you wrote. <laughs> and and uh, does are we gonna let Brandon have the first pick? Okay, so uh, you'll have to explain the top five to me later because uh, generally by the end, by top five comes around, I'm generally just like half out of it. So I can't remember if it's a draft style. It's or... draft style. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, 
let's see. So, um, but moving back to what we were talking yeah, about, I'm gonna go to Jail, mailbag. I'm gonna go Jalen Johnson, who I don't think is gonna go in the first round, but I think should go in the first round because uh, I think he's a very good cornerback, and I think you kind of mentioned to me that you noticed him playing better than you expected or something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean. I, I've been on record a lot in that this corner class is uh, absolutely loaded. Uh, and it's gotten even more loaded because I've, I've changed the position I've been evaluating Sean Wade for. Mm-hmm. I had him as a safety, and now I've added him to the corner uh, um, rankings because I kind of was evaluating in the same vein I did Jalen Ramsey, that I just thought he would be a better safety. Um, I was wrong. Uh <laughs> In terms of corners, Jalen Johnson is corner eight for me, and I know you're about to like kick me off the podcast for saying I already that. knew that about you, and it's you know to each his own. But if I told you Jalen Johnson was number forty-four on my board, would that change it? Not, I mean, you know, I I I'd say that's fair, Jalen Johnson. For me, part I don't know. You know, I've just I've just fallen in love with this player. Oh, so he's, I he's moved up. He's moved up. I put him ahead of Cameron Dancer. I need to update that now. So he's actually thank corner you. seven. Um, corner seven. I have Jalen Johnson somewhere in my top twenty. Oh wow! On my big board, I am in love with this player, and I love watching him play, and I love his off the field attitude. I just think that someone's gonna fall in love with him at the combine. Is he um, is he a junior? Or is he a He's a junior, so we won't see him at the Senior Bowl. I was gonna say but, that because we need to get a selfie. Otherwise, of you and Jalen Johnson, they have plenty of Utah defensive backs. It's like six. They have, they have six defensive players for the Utah. With six, six players for Utah, probably I think is going to end up being seven. Um, I yeah, I think is going to end up being seven. Uh, if Tyler Huntley, because Brandon mentioned it, and we didn't get to talk about it. He's only he's only uh, Jim Nagy said he's only sent out like two corner two quarterback invitations so far um, to give you an idea of how these senior quarterbacks are in this this year. But I think Tyler suck. Tyler Huntley is one of the better ones, so I think I can expect him to get an invite. So I think we're going to end up with seven, which is crazy, and I think they all deserve it. This this. This Utah team is very good and very very slept on. But uh, in terms of draft sleepers from the big from the Pac-12, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Zach Moss, another Utah player, um, who is nowhere near the top of the running back conversation in this class. But I think he should be. Um, uh, I like I like Zach Moss. He's uh, running back eight for me. He's in my top 100, which I think is I think is fair. Um, but uh, just his ability to run and catch the ball excite me as a draft prospect. All right. Um, so, sorry, it was one that's, uh, like, not getting enough first-round hype and then a sleeper? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, one that's not getting enough first-round hype uh, in the Big Ten. You can just say not who's not getting enough hype overall. Who's, getting enough, who's not getting enough hype? The sleeper is from from Big Ten, basically. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to stick to to it being the Big Ten. Um, That's fair. I, as I, like, scroll through trying to find him, where is he? I still like Kenny Willekes. And he he's not getting a lot of hype. And 
I think part of it is because Michigan State's defense has really fallen off the wagon this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, he gets talked about as if he's some, like, pass rush specialist, but he's actually better against the run than he is against the pass. He's a run-stopping defensive end that can also rush the passer occasionally. Mm-hmm. So I've heard him talked about in the national media as like, oh, we'll use him as a stand-up edge rusher on, spe- uh, you know, on pass rush downs, and then you're good, and you can teach him how to play the run. He doesn't need to learn how to play the run. He actually needs to learn how to pin his ears back and get the quarterback. So I think he's just kind of been misidentified entirely by the national media. Um, you can also say the same about Olawole Batiku Jr., the uh, edge rusher from Illinois, who uh, is just insane, and I believe in the top five nationally in sacks, despite missing a game. Um, and then the sleeper, uh, where is he? Dele Harding from Illinois. Another guy from Illinois. Um, you know, Malik Harrison is probably... Malik Harrison is my best rated, rated linebacker out of the conference. Uh, Joe Bocci, I, I loved him, and then he, he, he failed a piss test. Um, but, like, Patty Fisher does nothing for me. Uh, and is like a one to two down linebacker at the next level. Kamal Martin has uh, from Minnesota appeared on uh, Kuiper's like top five at a position, and I watched him, and I could not see the appeal to him at all. Dele Harding already has over a hundred tackles. He's also got four interceptions and has taken two back for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. you have a guy that can fly around the field to make tackles and also fly around the field in coverage and no one other than like myself and Devin is talking about him and he's a senior awesome um let's see if I had to go with a player that's not getting enough hype for a first rounder I'd say it's probably a player that's not getting talked about in the top in the first round anymore but I think will be by year by the draft the time the draft comes around i think it's gonna be jalen rager who kind of did have a little bit of hype then fell off because tcu's just doesn't use them um but i think at the combine uh it's gonna be seen how much of a physical freak this guy is and that uh always boasts uh boosts up a couple players um every year and i think i think uh it's fair to say that jalen rager is gonna be up there so I'm going to go with him for my players that's not getting enough hype. And for someone that's getting too much hype. Hmm. This. I'm trying to think of players that I'm just not in love with. Same. Um, maybe Trayvon Diggs. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big Trayvon Diggs I'm, guy myself. I, I'm not super high on him. I have, you know, shockingly Jalen Johnson over him. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think he's, he, li- he, he relies on his physicality a little too much and I've seen him get burnt multiple times. Um, so I, I, I think if I had to pick a player that's getting a little too much hype, I see him going in the top 20 in a lot of mock drafts and I just, I'm not a fan of that. One guy, uh, I would personally love to see get way more hype in a frankly kind of mediocre tight end class is your guy, Albert Okui Boonham. And yes, I did look up how to say that. 
Um, A-okay. A-okay. <laughs> uh, no one seems to really like him. I don't know if he's just had, like, a down year as opposed to what was expected of him, but he's tight end two behind Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. Uh, he's not really getting an, enough hype. One guy I think that I could really use the hype calming down a bit is Iowa offensive tackle uh, Tristan Wirfs. Oh, you're going to make some enemies. <laughs> you're going to make That's some enemies I'm with here. that one. That's why I'm here. All right. Uh, I like Tristan Wirfs. I do not. And I liked him going back to this, this, um, uh, like this off season. The problem is, is he had a horrendous stretch in the middle of the season where adequate pass rushers for both him and Alaric Jackson, they just, they got eaten alive by them. Now he played well against Minnesota, which is going to recoup some of that draft stock. But this is not a guy that we should be talking about in like the top 10, top 15. This is a end of round one, early round two guy to me. Yeah. Um, and with uh, speaking of Albert uh, a little bit, um, I think it's really just that Missouri hasn't really used him very much. He has 26 catches on the year for six touchdowns. So they kind of are kind of really only using him as a, as a red zone threat. Um, I feel like every player I was excited to watch from Missouri this year, it's just a, not as much as I was hoping because him, DeMarcus AC, like, I think, uh, if I'm going to go one, one player, one last player before we move on. Um, so we did get another late entry into the, uh, into the mailbag. Uh, another player that I think should be getting more hype or that I, th- I think deserves it is going to be tight end Hunter Bryant. I love him. Out of Washington. Uh, he is the Washington offense. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I actually got some flack for uh, Hunter Bryant, despite being a fan of his, uh, in that um, some people from another website that shall remain unnamed, nameless. Unnamed. Unnamed. Unnamed, Mike. Don't bring them into I said unnamed, wanted me to credit them for discovering Hunter Bryant in October, which is false because I was reading and hearing about Hunter Bryant as a draft prospect back in July. Yeah. Um, That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you let me know if those people ever bring up Jalen Johnson because I had my mark on him. <laughs> You know what? If I have to credit them for Hunter Bryant, then we should all have to credit uh, Matt Miller for Chase Young because he let us know two years ago about him. Yes. Um, every every time he's mentioned, we should have to credit Chase Young as first mentioned by Matt Miller uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on to the last question, the well, second to last question in the mailbag. This is coming from Trevor Fennell. You can um, edit that last rant out if you want. But. No, I don't care. It's too much work. I don't feel like it. <laughs> um, Trevor Nell, uh, with the Bengals now in the run for the top pick in the draft, would Cincy be a good fit for Joe Burrow? And if you were Burrow, which organization would you prefer to have a team built around you? Cincinnati, Miami, D.C., or Tampa Bay? I'd rather die. <laughs> but I'd rather not play football. <laughs> I'd rather retire and become a full and become a full time uh, seamstress or seamster or whatever. Like um, I would, I would learn how to do. I I would learn how to do macrame instead. Uh, so my viewing this as a, an LSU fan and a Joe Burrow fan, I've already dis, already decided that I'm becoming a fan of whatever team Joe Burrow goes to the NFL. 
goes to in the NFL. So it's going to be a really terrible team because he's going to be the first rip, Gone first pick in the draft. Days where you wanted Joe Burrow to the to the Saints because that just ain't happening. It's anymore. not. It's not happening. You're talking like Ricky Jackson level trade, uh, even more probably. We're, um, we're we're talking Herschel Walker trade, like. <laughs> Um, I just said Ricky Jackson. I'm trying to equate it to the Saints. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I don't. I know who Ricky Jackson is, but I don't. I don't know the trade. Oh, you don't know the. I'll. I'll get the exact numbers on the Ricky Jackson trade. I, I, as soon as I said that, I knew you would. <laughs> um, it was insane. Um, let's see. The Ricky 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 Williams. Oh, I'm dumb. I said oh, Ricky Jackson. Ricky yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I dumb. I was gonna say I'm like because wasn't there a Ricky Jackson? There was the a Ricky Saints? Jackson. Yeah. Saints. I'm talking about Ricky Williams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I definitely know what you're talking about. Yes, the Saints traded their first round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round picks, and uh, for the 1990 Giant draft, and their first and third picks for the 2000 draft. Good God. For Ricky. Williams, who is most known for being a uh, a Miami Dolphin. <laughs> and so, smoking a lot of pot. Smoking a whole lot of pot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was with the for all that for all that draft capital, he was with the Saints for ni- from 1999 to th- 2001. Uh, d- hey, Toronto Argonauts legend Ricky Williams. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, welcome to our favorite game over here at the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. Is that an arena football team or a Canadian football team? <laughs> the Canadian football team. I'll give you. I'll give you that one because Toronto Argonauts. You would know because um, you know here in Toronto. I am in Toronto, and I do know that they are in fact Miami Dolphins level of bad. Um, if I let's see, I think if I were to pick one, I would probably pick Cincinnati. Fowerborough, because they've had the most recent success. But also, if I were, if I were, honestly, if I were Burrow, I'd probably go Miami. Um, and that's kind of who I hope ends up with him, um, just because of all of the capital that they yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Um, Cincinnati, I think, has a better team right now. Um, but Miami, um, I like Brian Flores. And I like the fact that they have a million draft picks in the next two drafts. Um, so if I were, I would probably pick Miami, um, even though it's probably going to be Cincinnati. Um, I would also go with Miami because uh, Cincinnati, apparently, when you get drafted by uh, the Bengals, unless your name is A.J. Green, your career immediately dies. <laughs> Look at John Ross. Remember John Ross? Or Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, or Joe Mixon, even like, even he's kind of disappointed. Jonah Williams got hurt almost immediately. They drafted a blocking tight end in the second round, so because <laughs> you know <laughs> that's what that team needed. I get that uh, Tyler Croft left, and Tyler Eifert is he's always hurt. Yeah, he's made out of Fabergé eggs and duct tape at this point. Uh, but a blocking tight end in the second round. That is also also they are the cheapest front office. They don't they don't care about surrounding people with talent or how to use it, as evidenced by you know cutting Preston Brown six months into a three year eighteen million dollar contract. 
Just the the Bengals are a mess. They they're a mess. They're pro Rutgers. So we've been ranting for a while. <laughs> we really have. And that's not going to end with <laughs> I don't think with this this top 5 which we're going to transfer into now. Um that is going to be um Trevor did not send this one in, but I'm going to go top 5 wrestlers past or present. Brandon, I'll give it to him. He's sick. I feel bad for the boy. Uh, he gets the first pick and the only pick for him with Shawn Michaels. Um, I like that pick. Uh, I like I like that for the first overall pick. Yeah, I mean, in the '90s or the late '90s, uh, which is a little bit before my time started watching. I started watching uh, early 2000s, but. Uh, you know, he was on the top of his game, came back, great career after a what was supposed to be a career-ending back injury. Um, went on to wrestle for, I believe, nine years after his return, from 2003 yeah. to 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a legend pick. Uh, do you want to go first? I'll, I'll let you go first since you are the guest. All right, well... This is going to sound really weird, and you're probably going to mock me, and Trevor will probably mock me as well. My all-time favorite wrestler is Rob Van Dam. Listen, do I feel that that's a good number one overall pick? Oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> but do I think it's a good top five pick? Very much so. Uh, so my first pay-per-view I ever remember watching was, this is the most ridiculous reason for ever liking a wrestler ever, uh, was the Invasion pay-per-view. Okay. So, imagine five-year-old me being very amused at Rob Van Dam's Tiger Singlet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is what hooked me on Rob Van Dam, and then when I grew up and watched him further along in WWE and then went back and watched his ECW stuff, yeah. You, you go ahead with your number one. Uh, my number one pick, I so you know, so I'm not, I, I I guess I won't go with my uh, I won't go with my with, with who I think it deserves the number one overall pick because I don't think it was Shawn Michaels. I definitely don't think it was RVD. Hey, these but, are my top five favorites. So like, yes, this is my top five big board essentially of wrestlers. So these these appeal to me and probably only me. Um, I am gonna go. With my first ever favorite wrestler, the greatest cruiserweight of all time, Rey Mysterio. A former tag team partner of Rob Van Dam. Booyaka Booyaka 619. Him and Eddie Guerrero. May God rest his soul. Yes. Uh, are uh, kind of what got me into wrestling. Like they were like the those are my two favorite people growing up. So, so I'm gonna, hang I'm on. Gonna you're, go. you're 21, right? Yes. So your 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 younger years of watching wrestling would have probably been the custody of Dominic on a, you know on a ladder <laughs> match, right? <laughs> yes. It's the greatest ladder match stakes of all time. Also, also the fact that Dominic Mysterio was on WWE television not only makes me feel insanely old, but it's also kind of funny because he and I are the same age. But they also, when he got F5 to shit by, by Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. they treated it as if Dominic was a child. 
Dominic is 23 years old, has tattoos and and earrings. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Throwback to 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 Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Do you think he's ever going to make it to the WWE? <laughs> he's do he can Okay, first of all, he's a lot bigger than you would expect. He's a lot bigger than Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like my size. Like, yeah. um, God, yeah. So my number two pick, again, never really was a top-level guy. And when he was, he wasn't there long. He has one of the worst storylines ever oh written. For, you know exactly where I'm going with this. It's Kane. By God Almighty, that's gotta be Kane. That was a terrible Jim Ross. Jesus. That that was close. That was closer to Coach O than it was to Jim Ross. I honestly didn't know where you were going with it. That was a Jim Ross. Oh, that was an no. attempt at a Jim. That was a 1:30 in the morning. Attempted a Jim Ross, um, yeah, yeah, that that happened. Kane, um, Kane. Um, go ahead. My number two pick. Um, one of because uh, also two thousand one Kane, best Kane. So that's fair. My number two pick. So my my my, I watched a lot of wrestling growing up and i watched it every week as it was going on but my favorite way to consume wrestling was to go back and watch the glory days ah. um and i uh my i'm gonna go with who i think deserves the number one overall pick the the uh, who i think is the greatest wrestler of all time see my my brother my, my cousin is who i watched wrestling growing up with um and he always loved Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I had another man in my heart, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin, who I think deserved the number one pick. But I was going to give you another chance to redeem yourself (laughs) from the RVD pick. I love uh, Stone Cold because Stone Cold with Jim Ross calling his his matches is just amazing. I can Um, watch people sell the Stone Cold Stunner all day, especially Vince McMahon. Vince had the best. Um, the Rock sold it great. The Rock sold it amazingly. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Jim Ross Stone Cold things was, I can't remember what the pay-per-view was, but it was Stone Cold versus Eric Bischoff, which should not be good, and it wasn't because he just kicked the crap out of Bischoff. But it was Jim Ross bouncing up and down, yelling at Jonathan Coachman, Yes, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. This is a moment. Feel it, experience it, taste it. <laughs> Which I am all for. I am all for the horrendously awful, like, or just awkward Jim Ross calls, as opposed to his more not- notable ones. I am going with uh, The Rock for number three. Mm-hmm. Um. And as I feel necessary, I'm going to throw in another Jim Ross quote. Uh, SummerSlam 1999, you can have your by God almighty, he's broken in half. Nothing will ever beat. The Rock just shoved Billy Gunn's face into that large woman's ass. (laughs) Actual thing Jim Ross said. 
So, yeah, um, yeah The Rock uh, transcended the industry. Uh, Hollywood Rock, uh, underrated heel of all time, managed to get the entire city of Toronto to absolutely hate him. Uh, stronger than a bear, faster than a buck, the biggest thing to hit Canada because the Maple Leafs suck. Which, 16 years later, is still true. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, a guy who just got signed by Fox um, to be on their backstage show. Um, and that's where he is at in his wrestling career right now. But uh, this is another man that had a feud with The Rock. Um, and I, of course, my cousin, of course, stayed true to The Rock, and I stayed true going against The Rock. I thought, although I love The Rock, let's be real, I love The Rock, but I also loved to root against him. I wanted him to lose, just you know, as a personal thing. I'm gonna go with CM Punk, who also feuded with Rey Mysterio. I went through my edgy phase and, and CM- Kane. And Kane, CM Punk has had some great, great rivalries in his time. Uh, whenever he was there, and of course, he delivered the pipe bomb. Which is one of uh, the yeah, best moments in WWE history. Um, I absolutely, absolutely loved CM Punk in the WWE. Um, and if he got him, if he ends up, which I think him signing with Fox is going to lead to him coming back to WWE. Oh, yeah. Although what I would love is for him to do like two episodes. Because it's a very, his his contract with Fox is very, very limited what i would absolutely love for cm punk to do is to do a couple of episodes of fox and then go to AEW, <laughs> which i think would be hilarious i would love to see current day cm punk in an AEW feud with current day jack swagger oh man see, yeah th- no no i don't but <laughs> <laughs> jack his name is jack hager thank you very jake much hager, isn't jake hager is it it, you know, it's something Hager. AW, it's something Hager. Whatever. I think it's he's got Jack. a speech impediment. So, um, is it Jake Hager? It's, I, his it's, real name is Jake Hager. His AEW name, I think, is Jack Hager, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't take I can't take him seriously when he's Jack Swagger. No, it's Jake seven, Hager. It is Jake Hager. Well, it's no, still seven yes. years after anyone cared about. Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, whatever you want to we call him. We the people. <laughs> by the way, by the way, that's a dumb li- that's a dumb tagline. Uh, what was it that was? It was d- uh, dumb catchphrase by bad creative. Yeah. What does Jake Hager come out to for his MMA fights? Because he is an MMA fighter. It starts with we the people. So sorry, Jericho, you lose some brownie points on that one. Uh, um, so who are you gonna go with number four? Number four. Uh, possibly the greatest wrestling character in history, it is The Undertaker. That's fair. Um, listen, the fact that he was able to stay you know, completely relevant for 25 years, and he had to face people like Giant Gonzalez and King Kong Bundy at WrestleManias is uh, outstanding. And even early days, kind of a mobile cane. And again led to one of my favorite Jim Ross lines when he referred to uh, to Paul Bearer as a rotund demon. So, <laughs> oh, the 90s. Um, my number four pick is going to go with a guy who's been wrestling forever, 
forever and has been all around the the, uh, the independent circuits overseas in WWE and is now the at 49 the face of AEW Le Champion Chris Jericho boy do I love me some Jericho um you know what I'm in the mood for right now with you saying that? <clears throat> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> yes, that's great. Um, he is he is so good on the mic. He's he's he. Have you ever read any of his books? If not, I would recommend. Uh, them. yes. Uh, the only one I haven't read, I actually read them in reverse order. Oddly enough. Okay. So uh, I am still waiting to try to find. Um, the first one mm-hmm. uh but yeah i've read all of uh, you know all of them other his self-help book was hilarious uh the no is a four-letter word mm-hmm. uh, that one is absolutely hilarious he's um, a he's a hilarious person he's hilarious on the mic and just produces some fantastic matches um although i will say that whenever he switched away from doing the true lion tamer is real unfortunate because he used so, to he used uh, to go of just like dra- like putting people he used to like have them like dragging from their neck basically yeah well you know the reason for that right why because Jericho's only five foot ten and the average <laughs> guy he was going up against was a lot taller than him in the WWE yeah so he actually couldn't do that move safely to like the Undertaker who is six foot eight six foot nine whatever or can you imagine if he had tried to do that to kane kane would have just snapped in half like yeah well that's why he has a million finishers (laughs) yeah exactly i don't like his new like spinning back elbow finisher um he did break bring out the the lion tamer against cody rhodes yeah and that was awesome they're similar and they're similar in height so also i know you said before the show that you only watched the kenny omega john moxley fight from from full year i would highly recommend the chris jericho cody Rhodes fight i'd recommend any that entire pay-per-view was awesome um i think personally um i think aew kind of has definitely has the the upper hand um they have a bunch of people who know how to tell a story i think um in the ring have you noticed that other than chris jericho do does he really count there are no current wrestlers on this list. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, Mysterio doesn't really count. Like, um, There's definitely no new guys. Um, yeah. And lot, I don't think it's any, any secret that wrestling hasn't been the same in a while. It had a lot of glory days, and then WWE kind of ruined it. Um, but... AEW's kind of made me start caring a lot about these these younger people who are putting all putting up awesome awesome matches um, week in and week out because it's funny AEW they, they have of such a small roster that it's basically just the same people wrestling every week it really is um, which I'm fine with um, no absolutely the, um, the funny thing is WWE has a roster like three times the size and uses the same number of people <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> it's just it's sad. They're just so, so. I would love to see AEW with that, with the WWE roster. Yeah. Um. But there's, I mean, there's all there is a reason that everyone's trying to leave WWE. Um. Who are you going with with your last pick? 
it's this is really hard because in the back of my mind i'm literally everyone that i would think of less you know left is more associated with a tag team pick a tag team you know pick a tag team edge and christian then that's fair that's a edge and christian they're great together which is the weirdest thing because i was thinking like Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, who I, I didn't really like growing up a lot. I was always an Edge and Christian guy. Or the Dudleys. I actually, uh, growing up, my brother and I bought full camo and went out as the Dudley Boys for, for Halloween. I was like four years old, dressed up as uh, uh, Devon Dudley. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I was still white, don't worry. Uh <laughs> But I did have the hair and, uh, you know, had the sh- had Devon's special shirt and everything because uh, mm-hmm. my brother looked suspiciously <coughs> like Bubba Ray Dudley, even yeah. when he would have been, like, 14. <laughs> um, I, I, it was literally between, like, the tag teams or Trish Stratus because, well, Canadian and, well, Trish Stratus. You're old enough to remember Trish, right? Yes, I know who yes. Trish Stratus okay. is. Okay, good. Like I said, I watched a lot of old, old wrestling. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Trish didn't get good till like, 2002, yeah. but, like, yeah, she wasn't brought in for her wrestling acumen. She was Kelly Kelly before Kelly Kelly was Kelly Kelly. Uh, no, 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 Kelly Kelly is a name I can get, I can get by. <laughs> um, yeah, I, w- I was 12 when she, when she debuted, and... Uh, well, that was the only reason I would have been watching ECW. Although I was always more of an AJ Lee kind of guy. Um, <laughs> God. Um, the, the absolute shambolics that we've sent this podcast into. You know. You know. If you're still listening at this point. <laughs> Which I don't think anyone is. Um, <laughs> except for Trevor. Um, and maybe Brandon, because it's his podcast and his company. And he wants to know what is what is being said. Um, or, or Josh, I know Josh, uh, still watches wrestling a lot, but, uh, with my last one, uh, you know, you talked about how we didn't have any, any current people. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw a current person out there and I'm going to go with, uh, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I thought you were going to say MJF. (laughs) MJF is a little too young to make it into my top five. He's younger than me. Yeah. Um, AEW is a lot of really young people. I, but, I almost wanted to throw the scent off of you when it, before I said Edging Christian by just like teasing like I was going to pick Baron Corbin or something. <laughs> I, but, wouldn't uh, have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wrote, written it down. By the way, um, side note, I, I hate Baron Corbin as a person. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because I remember when he was on Jericho's podcast uh, and it was like right after he'd won the the money in the bank and he was talking about how he was like i was one of the best offensive guards in football it's like you never played a regular season snap so no <laughs> two he keeps he kept in like insisting on his like his his gimmick height and weight as being real mm-hmm. when you can just look him up on wikipedia because he did play in the nfl just in the preseason and you you know he, i'm six foot eight you're six foot five like that's a big difference. Like you know, uh, guys, my height at six foot nine should not be on ladders. That you're six foot five. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, I I don't like him. Uh, he is a walking ego, which is hilarious. 
Uh, so he really doesn't have to act much for his gimmick. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going Cody Rhodes. Um, also looks suspiciously like Jesus. I'm cu- okay. I'm cutting that one out. That was Definitely. just that was just useless. <laughs> I'm leaving in this part, but I'm just cutting out what you said because that was just uselessly stupid. What a stupid thing to say, Mike. Yeah, that be me. That be me at two o'clock in the morning when I haven't really slept much. <laughs> I'm going Goaty Rhodes. Um, <laughs> simply. Because he's just putting on great matches week in and week out. He's he's not he he's doing a really good job at AEW running that company, and he gave one of the best promos I've ever seen a couple weeks ago. Did you see his promo before Full Gear? Hello, Mike. You, Mike, are you dead? Sorry about that. I'm gonna be honest. I totally dropped my headphones I and could, microphone i heard it we it was heard yeah uh so i've missed most of that but agreed uh, uh, Co- uh cody rose i was asking you have you have you heard the promo that he gave i have not i haven't i i heard bits and pieces of it i do know that he referred to jericho as quote a stupid dick uh or something along those lines yeah um, but yeah, can you imagine if WWE just hadn't given him the Stardust gimmick? Like, yeah, he'd he deserves so there. much more. He's he's they he's, gave him he's crap. Proven, they gave him so many bad gimmicks. He's he proven just, that he can that he can perform and that he can basically be the head of a company. And uh, I'm excited to see what they do with him because. Um, Cody, his his match versus Dustin Rhodes that was amazing was so good that was um, so, oh yeah and so yeah Cody Rhodes has my attention for a long time um so I just wanted to give him a little shout out and throw him into the top five but also listen to his full gear the full thing definitely his, his I'm gonna promo. have to check that out um because it was just it was literally the one of the best promos I've ever heard. Um, and so with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna cut it off right here. An hour and forty minutes into it. Good God! We just talked so much. You talked so much. Shocker. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Dilly Sanders. You can find Brandon on Twitter at Dennis underscore Brandon. You can find Mike on Twitter on Tinder. You can find Mike on Tinder. <laughs> but you can also find him on Twitter <laughs> at Mike Spencer WNS. Um, you can listen to him on the Big Shots podcast along with the verified Devin Jackson. Um, and yeah, so uh, leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, do all that jazz. And uh, I'm not going to bore you anymore. So uh, bye.